0: Welcome to Encounter. This is a podcast and radio show where we seek to encounter Christ, culture, and community. In this week's episode, we are joined by David Scott. How's it going, David? Good. i <laughs> we'll pull that mic a little closer so they can hear you
1: today. Also, his mic um, is
0: not on. So, uh, Dave, just a good friend of ours, who's joining us for a conversation about apologetics, and he's prepared a 45-minute dissertation on... No, I was kidding. Um, so, <clears throat> we, when we first started this podcast, we may have done um, one full episode on apologetics, the purpose of the... Um, application of apologetics and uh Joe kind of spearheaded a lot of those kind of main points and what we've noticed is uh, when we talk about the Christian faith a lot of these topics uh, are repeated and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing it's because we are growing as believers and we're learning more and not that our theology is changing not anything like that um but (laughs) but that that was so loud in the mic you (laughs) say
2: I'm sorry like
0: (laughs) motorboat in the cup um (laughs) the, uh, not that that is changing, but the, um, just life experiencing scripture in life and seeing some of these ideas and ideologies play out, um, in our lives, um, does help shape our understanding of the Bible. Um, so the Bible has not changed, but our understanding of it has just become, um, wider, um, as well as more deep. So while we are talking about this tonight, um, we're going to just talk about a couple like main questions, um, and the general purpose of it. So, um, I'm gonna put Joe on the spot, Joe. If you were to define apologetics for what it is, what would you? How would you define apologetics to the person who's just walking down the street? It's like, yo, I'm gonna explain apologetics
1: to you, and then and then you do it. Oh. Well, you uh, apolo- You can have apologetics for more than uh, it's not just a Christian thing. Apologetic would be a uh, a built uh, reasoning. I would say it's the reasoning. It's like it's in math when you're told to show your work. It's the reasoning how you come to a conclusion with anything. It's like showing the reasoning and logic behind something. And you can have – so you can have – you can do apologetics like uh, archaeological evidence. or You could do apologetics through – like biblical, like within the Bible apologetics. You can do apologetics through logic, cosmology – all sorts of different avenues, but it's all under the umbrella term of apologetics. So it's like, Mm -hmm. what is the reasoning evidence and logic that you've come to your conclusion in whatever your conclusion may be?
3: Systematic argumentative uh, disclosure in defense of something.
0: Yeah.
1: Usually doctrine. Was that that the actual definition? Mm -hmm. The actual definition of apologetics.
0: So Votie defines it as uh, knowing what we believe and why we believe it and be able to communicate that effectively to others. (laughs) I think the last part is the part that he focuses a lot on is the actual ability to communicate that.
1: Right. Not
3: just
0: knowing it, but being able to communicate it. Yeah. That's the reasoning part. Like the
1: being able to. You can know a
3: lot of things, but whether you can actually relate it back to people and and explain it is a whole different thing.
0: Yeah. So he says um, first, it's about being biblical. Second, um, it's about being easy to remember. And then third, ooh. Third, uh, it is about being conversational. So when he's doing his study is what he's referring to with apologetics. So like if he's, if he's learning something and he comes up with like, oh, this is a great defense, um, then he is uh, referring to the fact that he can, one, understand it, two, make it memorable. So it's not this like highfalutin, really giant words, like mm-hmm. highfalutin, um, and uh, things that you can't explain to the average person. And then three, being able to communicate it. Um, so I think that's all really important because most mm-hmm. of the time, none of us are going to be out in front of a stage like debating with a Jordan Peterson or, you know, um, we're going to be talking to a coworker. You know? mm-hmm. um, so being able to put it in a simple form that's communicative is, is important. Um, so what I've been growing in and trying to like understand is like when, so there are people that don't believe that apologetics is necessary. Right. So that, mm-hmm. that is a, um, like there, that is a con- was a concessioner. That is a what some some people believe um, in in churches and stuff. And um, some of the points that they make are, are along the lines of why do we need to defend it? Like God's God's like uh, defending a lion. You don't need to defend it. Just unlock the cage. Like it's what I. Um, you ever heard that that phrase before. No. So, no? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's from Propaganda. He's like a rapper. It's in one of his songs. So he's like, you don't, need a, don't necessarily need apologetics and philosophy and science because the scripture is the only thing that's going to break through anyway. <laughs> the only counter I can think to that, um, and this is just me thinking, and you guys may have better ones, but I think we hit on this before, but if you have to suspend logic at any point when you believe in Christ... And you believe that believing in Christ means you have to not believe in science that's the problem, and that's where like the kids are walking away from the church. Okay. so it's not that like you you have to come to Christ logically. it's that if you think you have to suspend logic in order to come to Christ so um, I think that's the problem where a lot of kids like they 'll go to they'll go to church they'll get the gospel. Um, they'll believe and then they go to school or whatever the other influence is. And then it, they paint Christians as like, this is the illogical, only faith-based. It doesn't really make that much sense, but you just believe it anyway, you know, um, if you want to believe it. But like there's science over here. And so it's, it puts this like dichotomy between faith and then on the other side, science, logic, math. Mm-hmm. And, and then once the, the, the young believer grows up with that thought in their head that there's like, there's this over here and then there's this over here, that's where apologetics kind of bridges the gap. Where it's like, no, you don't come to Christ through like understanding science. You may, mm-hmm. but making it so it it looks as if it's even a
2: plausible solution is
0: the point for like young believers. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. That like, um, I was just listening to something recently with um, Jay Warren Wallace, and have you ever heard his types of people, like type mm-hmm. one, two, three, and four? So like his. Idea of, like, type one is basically what we're talking about. People who are fully just, they have faith. They don't need any evidence. Like, God is every, like, they, they just have 100% faith. Then you have type two people who, they believe in God, but they like the evidential support behind it. And then you have type three who don't necessarily believe in God, but they're, like, on the fence. And then you have four who are, like, completely, no matter what you say, there's mm-hmm. no belief in God at all. Like, they're honestly like a lot of what he's saying is for apologetics like there's no point even talking to force because they're they don't want to believe in god at all but i think um majority of the population falls into group two where they they like to have that evidence and support to back up why they believe what they believe and it's pretty rare to find type ones they're definitely out there but um i think type two is is the main population and um yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And that's at least
0: where I I would like to be. Yeah, you know, like I have I, I mean, by make no mistake, where like we believe in faith and faith alone is how we get yeah. salvation um, through Jesus Christ. Um, so we're not I'm not implying that, but it is um, comforting that more you delve into the world that God created, it reinforces the image of God.
1: Mm. What? So do you still have that definition up? Yeah. Read it again. Uh,
0: we'll it
3: is be- systematic, argumentative
1: disclosure
3: in defense of something.
1: Okay, so with that definition of apologetics, are they are these people saying that there's no biblical support for that? I don't know. I'm not those people. But you know those people exist.
0: You know who, like you can think of the name I'm thinking of.
1: Okay, but well, I guess I'm, I don't know if, I don't know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Right. But what I'm saying is, I don't know, like have you ever talked to anybody that has that? I've never talked to anybody. I've never had to. Argue, I never had to defend this. I never had never to defend had to apologetics defend to, to somebody. Like, like that, so I don't know the reasoning. But like that, I'm, I'm asking like, what would they say to like?
0: It's mainly just that the, the word is what brings people unto salvation. And that if you, if you are relying on, on like bringing people through logic to Christ, then you're saying the, the word isn't powerful enough. Um, and like if you do lead them through logic, then it's not authentic faith anyway.
1: Okay, but that's
0: it's, that's as far as I got. Don't ask any more questions. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Yeah, I mean, does that you can kind of see that a little bit? Like,
1: yeah, I just don't. I just yeah, I can see a little bit, but
0: I think it's very shallow. So think about what we've been studying in Acts. Like, what
1: what uh, counters to that point of view are in Acts, right? It's like well, what I'm saying is just it's a, it's a it's part of what we have been talking about, where it's like you have you 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 have to understand. The world and the culture is not the same world and culture as back then. Back then they never had to deal with Darwin. Back then they never had to deal with atheism, and if they did, it was like a point zero zero point one percent. They had to deal with polytheism, polytheism, yeah, and they had to show like why Paul would. Say, that's why Paul quotes poets, Greek poets, like even your own poets. So he he's using logic to defend them. I, he's using logic to defend the faith. Yeah, and he says, "You guys have this sculpture says to the unknown god, and I can talk to you about that god just because I I don't we we have the recorded. Maybe one minute dialogue of what Paul said to the Athenians, yeah. but it was a it was a Paul met these people under you know it, it was the, they were they were Greeks they liked to argue and dispute back and forth we have a very snippet recorded mm-hmm. so am I might think that Paul didn't logic and reason with them. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a very shallow way to read the scriptures. It's like, it literally just says this, literally only do that. It's like, okay, but like, they were real human beings operating under real, like, um, you don't think any one of them had a a question? (laughs) And Paul was just like, sorry, I can't, I'll quote Jeremiah, but that's it. Like, who means nothing to you because you're, you know, know, you're not Jewish, like. Well, so then all of the,
0: all of the first sermons, so like Peter's first sermon, Paul's first speech, if you're going to call a sermon, all of them were, were tuned to the audience. Correct. So yeah. when he's, he's talking to Jews, it is apologetics what he's saying when he's talking about Christ being the only one. Right. You crucified, you killed all the other prophets, you know, and he's, he's going along his lines. His, his apologetic for monotheism
1: was to the Jews, right? for Christ was what his speech was. And even Paul just talks about it. Like Peter didn't say the same things he said to the Jews, to, to Cornelius. Yeah. He, he, he shifted based on who he was talking to. And that's going back, you know. And then now you got to go fast forward two thousand years, where there's atheism. There's, you know, it's just a different time. So you got to adjust to the, to the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty. That's a pretty. right, It's a pretty shallow argument. What's
0: there's X? Is it X seventeen? There's the other big verse, a big chapter that's used for apologetics and an example of like Paul. I remember we actually had like a little debate on this. It's a young adults group like three years ago. Yeah. Um, is that is that what that is? What, what chapter that is? Somebody you remember Mars Hill or? Yeah. Um, yes. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I, the re- – you're referencing? I'm referencing Mars Hill, yeah. Okay. I think that's a little bit later, is it not? I think,
3: is that not nice third journey?
0: No, no, it is. It's in uh, Acts 17:16. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see the city was full of idols. So he reasoned with the synagogue with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks as well as the marketplace day by day to those who happened to be but, there.
1: Right there. You just said it. You mm-hmm. just described apologetics.
0: Yeah. He the, reasoned with them. And then it says a group of Epicurean, and this is where we talked, yeah. uh, Stoic philosophers began to debate with him. Um, and some of them asked, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating for foreign gods. And they said this was because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. And they took and brought about him to the meeting of Aeropagus, uh, where they said to him, may we know what this new teaching is you're presenting. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who said there spent their time doing nothing but talking and listening to the latest ideas. So, yeah, it's pretty straightforward.
2: Yeah, right? I, Like I, different
0: groups of people came to talk
2: to him. I feel like it's almost impossible to not have apologetics when you're talking about your faith, period, because like, people are going to have questions every time. Mm-hmm. So like, that was one of my questions to you guys. I mean, it might be silly, but evangelists and apologetics go hand in hand, right? Yeah, so I, like, I would say mm-hmm. it's one and the same. One and the same, right, because yeah. you can't evangelize cause without apologetics. Right. So people are going to have questions back to you, and you got to be able to defend why you believe what you believe in. So that I I figured we'd all be on the same page on that one. Yeah, there, i was
3: been reading some articles trying to find people believing the other side. As oh, you guys you have been reading. talking. I'm trying. I'm trying That's to, great. you know. Trying he to, meant right to now. Helpful. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought like – like, Oh, you thought earlier? <laughs> no, I mean like right now. I thought you read friends first. No, no, I'm literally right no, now no, trying no. to find all the. right now trying <laughs> to find it. Um, but a lot of the things I find people just really uh, – the argument against it is – we shouldn't be using the word defending. It's a bad, like, and using the the definition from Mer- Merriam-Webster's dictionary shows that defending really isn't the best way. Reason, like in Acts, when he says what uh, what Paul's doing with the Greeks, is just a better way to look at it because mm-hmm. defending we get, like, this idea that, I don't know. It's a fight. That Yeah, yeah that it's a fight. When it's really, it's, hey, here's logic, here's reason, and it's up to you to believe it. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and, I don't know.
2: make you believe it but back to what joe said i feel like in this day and age i mean you're gonna be forced to defend your faith sometimes and i guess there's situations where you could use the word reasoning and then there's words where you could use defending but i mean when you're speaking to an atheist you're you're defending your faith because they're trying to basically debunk your faith and your beliefs so i guess it could go both ways
1: yeah i mean it's just to me it's just semantics like what's the difference between defending and reasoning
2: exactly yeah that reasoning is a nicer word, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think reasoning makes
0: it sound like, I don't know, defense means there's an attack. Reasoning just means
1: you could choose to reason. Right, and now, well, well, that's not true. There's always, there's like, yeah, exactly. But there is an attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, though, that that would be the
0: difference. You can reason without an attack.
1: Well, I, well no, then you would be reasoning to somebody that agrees with you, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I'm saying there's no fight language
0: there. There's no, like, it's and, a, it's definitely an escalated language to say defense and attack rather than the reason. Same, oh, okay. In 100%. the same way, yeah. like, First Peter uh, yeah, 3.15. 3? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's saying, like, give hope, uh, like,
2: reason. It, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, got I it pulled guess it, up like, right here. You got yeah, a, he's got it pulled up. <laughs> but sanctify the Lord God in your heart and always be ready to give defense to everyone who asks you a reason for that hope that is in you with right. meekness and fear. Yeah. yeah. The last so that's so, important, but yeah. that's
1: but that's that's my point. It was, that that was one translation. I have another one over here. But in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope. So it's like they're synonyms. Yeah, like, yeah. you, yeah, you, you could switch yeah. it and be like always. Be prepared to defend the reason for the hope with it. Like it's just, yeah. it, it's just. No, I agree with you. I'm just saying that. Yeah, that would yeah. be the only difference they can. Yeah, think of. yeah.
0: Um. So you said the thing you said about evangelism is, is cool. So uh, just for the uh, just for the context, I, I never said that. Vodi Balkum is a is a decent apologist, and he um, he is expository apologist. He calls himself. Mm-hmm. So he only argues from the Bible's perspective. So he doesn't really concern himself with like. Um, uh, science and you know he just like this is I can defend the Bible from the Bible itself which is one version but he's pretty good at it and he's a giant man and he's got a deep voice so he's very convincing. <laughs> um, one of the things he says is similar to what you just um, what you just said. Uh, he says, "Make no mistake, I'm make no mistake. Yeah. I'm committed to apologetics as a consequence of my commitment to evangelism. This is not about winning arguments; it's about winning souls. My desire is that Christ might have the fullness of the reward for which He died." So it's great. It's like the you know exactly what you're saying. It's like this isn't separate from evangelism. This is just one of the tools in the tool belt.
1: Mm-hmm. But so so here's my here. I love Wood. I love Voddy. But here here's why I don't necessarily agree with like his like only from the Bible. Because okay, so it depends what you're arguing. You can 100 percent argue straight from the Bible if someone's asking you a biblical question. But if someone's like, okay, you're saying God created the universe. Well, who created God? And it's like, yeah, okay. Now you can go to the book. But it, this is like – it's pre- presuppositional. Like they're, you have to meet them where they're at. They don't believe that book. Yeah. And you know that going into it. So why would you give them what they already don't believe?
0: So his – I mean his answer, because I did read his book, is that then you just go over the uh, reasons for why the book is inspired. But now you're getting outside of the book. Yes, but not that far. Like you should still talking about the Bible. You're not talking what, you're about talking the about universe history. as an abstract. Um no, I mean generally he's like – he goes through and he shows like how – like the languages and the – like that's not history. That's like you can just look at the Bible and observe. They're in different languages. They just say what location they're in without using any external evidence um, and how it matches and all the prophecies are fulfilled and
2: like all these things. I feel like that's very difficult though.
1: That's uh, that's very not believable. Okay, so yeah. they wrote in the languages where they were at? Okay. Three continents, thirty-nine authors,
0: sixty-six books, all, like thousands. Right, of but now you're fulfilled. getting into right. So, but I'm saying no that he's using the book to defend the book without having to go back beyond the book. That's what his whole thing. So I, I do understand what he's saying. I just not as good at what he does enough to make it the only thing I can do.
1: I understand what he's doing. I think, like, I think it's going to quickly run into walls with
2: people. Mm. Yeah, because they they don't believe in the book, so you want to speak right. to them on their own language. Like, so if it's a science based question, yeah, like uh, what's it, Frank Turk, right? Like he Frank just Turek, right? knows these yeah. crazy scientifical things, and he brings that to the table, and like people just get quiet. Yeah, but if you're using a book that they don't believe in, it's hard to defend that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Which I do agree. I mean, I think they're both kind of right. I just I think there's I'm. Is at this stage of my life, my old ripe right, age of 31, I don't think I'm ever going to be a scientist or like an expert in science. Oh,
2: yeah. I'm so absolutely.
0: I've just kind of no, I you have don't. a general oversight of like the main arguments. I'm like, okay. But like, if I have somebody that's
2: like has really deep questions, yeah. I have someone they can talk to. I don't, I'm not that person. So, so I'm the same. I, I don't even know what Frank is talking about when he says all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. but actually. One of the episodes I listened to back um, a while ago, actually, Joe, what you said about the resurrection, I would just divert divert it right to resurrection because like you said, I mean, without that, then who cares about how the earth was made and all this stuff, like lead them to the resurrection right away. And then (laughs) that's what we're focusing on, Christ. And we can debate all day about how the universe was created, but ultimately it all comes down to Christ and the resurrection. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, if he wasn't resurrected, there's no really a point to have any more
2: conversation. Exactly.
0: Yeah, which is kind of like, Bodhi, but except one step further because you're going to extra biblical stuff to show how he's
2: resurrected. That's where I kind of, that's where my mind went when he was saying he uses the Bible specifically. So maybe he's just redirecting them to Christ right yeah. away. Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I think it, I, as I think it all, everything we're talking about kind of ties together. Cause if I don't, be, I think every opportunity in a conversation, you should be mentioning Christ to people. But if you're doing that, it's because that may be only conversation you're going to get with that person. If you're going to see that person again and again, and you're going to choose to invest in that relationship, like Paul Callie was saying, like if you're if you're just going to if if I know that Cole is like a really strong atheist, and like he, I mean, I know that Cole is a yeah, really I was going to say use the right language, um, and uh, I, I, I know that I want to you know start talking about Jesus. If I bring up Jesus in the first conversation, he's gonna, his walls are going up, yeah, and absolutely. that's it. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want to waste a, com- a, a moment to bring him up. But if I uh, you know, so it's it's a tough balance because if yeah. you, that may be the only conversation you have, then I would be like, dang it, I could have at least mentioned his name, you know, and like brought up something about the gospel that changed my life. But then again, if those walls go up and you see him every day now, now the walls are up, and you got to break the walls down before you can get even further. So I guess you just got to read the room.
1: Yeah, and I guess the one way to one way to quickly be able to read the room is if you're talking to somebody it's like a, you know, if I mean if you're already in this conversation, yeah, I'm not talking about like you literally go up to random, like if you're already having this somebody you can have this conversation with, then it's just like. Put the burden of proof on them. Like, yeah, what is it that you don't believe about the historicity of Jesus? Or in the Frank Dirk's qu- other question, like if I convinced you, yeah,
2: would well, you his, believe his it?
1: main his main question is like, yeah, if Christianity were true, would you believe it? Mm. And if they say no, then they're not love looking that for one. truth. Yet. Yeah, I like that because um, the answer should be no matter what it is, it should be yes to if something is true, you should believe it. it's yeah. truth. So. Uh, um so so if you're asking somebody, like, that's an atheist, and you know they're an atheist, and you're having this conversation, it's like, what about the historicity of Jesus do you not believe? Mm. And they either lack information, or there's something something is a stumbling block to them. So now you're talking about Jesus, and you're yeah. defending the faith, and you're, you know. That's a good point. Because they only want to repeat what they've heard. I mean, the average person's not studying this stuff, so it's like they're only going to repeat what they've ever heard. Um, that's true. And now you now they're defending they're now they're doing apologetics for atheism, and they're probably not because they have no reason to be. They're probably not as well versed as you are in yours, Christian one. Yeah. So he he argues uh, like kind of what you're saying and what Was I'm it, when I'm Vody? trying to
0: vote like he, he says any apo- approach to apologetics that's not centered around the gospel is insufficient. Hmm. Um, the wrong way to assume a man's greatest need is information. Um the right ways to remember the man's greatest need is illumination. These are just epic, but I mean, these are just, uh, you know, probably need context. Uh, we never divorced, never divorce. apologetics from the gospel to do so would be to fail the greater, uh, the hearer's greatest need, neglect the greatest tool at our disposal and ignore the spir- spiral of ungodly belief. So he's inflammatory with some of his, his language, but uh, the idea is just like, don't miss any opportunities to share the gospel when you can, you know, if you can work it in however possible. Um, again like it does help with his his his, like presence I feel like he just doesn't have to struggle for people's attention and respect a lot Mm -hmm. you know unless little guys (laughs) 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 they have to Get us started, David. Give me, give us, a, give us a question Ooh, we can work through here. All right. And we'll try to keep the gospel in mind in the background and try to bring it back
2: to that maybe. Okay. To every question. Yeah. See if okay. we can. Um. All right. Let's see. I did have one. Uh, when do you guys find yourself defending your faith the most? Ooh, that's a good one. Or I should say, reasoning your faith the most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Joe's like, when
0: I talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a good one. Uh, not as often as I should need to. Um, I, the most often I've had to in the past couple years is with, um, the FCA kids at the high school when there's kids coming in that, um, it's like, obviously it's non denominational, but you have kids, you have Catholic, agnostic, like and they're coming in and, um, they're like you'll it doesn't really matter as long as you believe jesus christ your lord and savior like you know everybody has that that's the main common thing but um once in a while the way kid says something that's just like not biblical and they kind of accept it as fact and then i have to like really know what scripture to point to at that point um and uh, just like it, one, there was a comment from a, um, one of the students about like the saints, you know, and then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so let's talk about that one. And yeah. um, so the most offending I've had to do from the faith was just people who, who have like basically believers who don't have great perceptions of the Bible. Yeah. Um, but that's mainly it.
3: Yeah, I was going to say similar, similarly. Yeah, I don't run into that many atheists or in all honesty. I mean, outside of uh, – a few interactions, uh, but I, I would say it's it's happened the most like um, through like discipleship, where it's you're trying to figure out what they believe and what they know about the Bible, and try to point them back to the Scripture and the Gospel and figure out why they believe that certain thing.
0: Yeah, it's just to throw back. I, I, I don't know if this is like the right answer. You're talking about discipleship, like. Just random person. Um, so hard because we all kind of know the same people. But um, someone said they wanted to like they they wanted they were using the Bible to justify um, murder oh. um, because Moses did it, okay. and they wanted to murder someone in their life um, for like a really big thing that happened. Um, and so like I went to um, David and his kids because we had done the our home group on like that. It went, remember there was like a, the. Long story of David and his 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 daughter yeah, and how yeah, she yep, was, yep. you know, assaulted by the brother and mm-hmm. like the cover up and everything and how that was a generational sin and um so that necessarily I don't know if that's considered apologetics but it was defending an aspect of the faith of like you know I know this is thou shalt not murder but they were like if it's justified and they've assaulted somebody because like the Egyptian was hurting the, the slave you know it's like this guy has hurt many people many 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 people so it was like can I do
2: it now and I then think I, that's absolutely apologetics I think. Any time where you're – somebody's – I don't know if they're necessarily – well, yeah, if they're using the words out of context then. Yeah. No, well, look at this. This is what this says. This is what this says. And giving them logical. And
0: effort. it was def- definitely spirit-led because like when we were doing the, the home like the home group for Young Married with Kids thing, it was like, this is good, but like I don't know how this is going to come
2: yeah. – <laughs> I,
0: like I don't know how you're going to use this in like my parenting, you know? And like I was, you know, it was like, you're not using your parenting, mm. you yeah. know? And that was kind of cool because – um, I would never have thought of that scripture had I not that's read awesome. that book that we didn't really like, you know, about it. <laughs> <laughs> was a good book. And uh, yeah, it was okay, but not, I, was, I think we were the only two that read it. Um, and uh, yeah, so just like pointing that and be like, okay, if you do that, you are now a murderer to, and your kids will know that, you know, so mm-hmm. like your generational sins getting passed on. So no murder. It's literally in the Ten Commandments, um, you yeah. know, um, but also because of these reasons. Um, and that's. Another example I thought of because you said discipleship. Joseph?
1: Uh, for me, it would be like the – it would be um, either my best friend that asks me questions all the time or he would see me like – Thanks, dude. Huh? <laughs> Thanks, he dude. You don't get it still. I don't want to <laughs> – No, I, uh, my other best friend <laughs> that asks me questions all the time and uh he would like see me reading the bible and be like he he wouldn't and which it's it's a simple question but it may it just goes to show like uh how just people don't understand like he would be like uh i don't get it like haven't you read the book he's like haven't you haven't you read it before because like, P- he's just associating like a book like any other book and he's like people don't do this with like Moby dick and like just like you know and, <laughs> and, and i'm like yeah dude, i was like you don't even understand like the, the like the interconnectivity and like like you said like the Multiple languages, multiple continents, all the thousands of years, all pointed to one thing, and how there's hyperlinks and everything is like, um, all like a, this huge spider web pointed to one thing. Uh, but but just he's things, just, like, he's, things he's like, like sleeping. That he, by the time you're done, your he answer. He would <laughs> like, No, in a weird way, he's like focused in and like, oh, nice. yeah. Uh, um, but things like that, like them seeing or my parents, like how much I'm involved with church, and like them asking questions, and um, my mom hearing something. My mom hearing something in her church and then asking me if it's right or something like that and stuff like that awesome
2: yeah 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 actually i'm in the same boat actually i think most of the time it would be with my family um both my parents aren't like they believe in god that's about as far as they go but um i guess when we're differentiating defending and reasoning when i speak with my family it's more like reasoning i'm explaining to them why i believe what i believe in and they have lots of questions and stuff like that. And then I feel as though in the military, there's times where I'm defending it and there's times where I'm reasoning. Um, but I actually go to this other uh, Bible study and it's pretty much majority Catholic. I think like two of us are non-denominational. And then I definitely find myself defending the faith there. Like you said, they they quote scripture and then I'm quoting scripture back. And it's like almost mm-hmm. like a debate, which a healthy one, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, but definitely, I feel like with my family, um, that's probably where I find myself reasoning the faith the most. So, yeah, I think those are all like healthy places to have,
0: you know, to to need to know the scriptures and apologetics. Yeah, I wish I had more of like more stories of non-believers that I was continually talking to, like you know, talking someone in your life that you know you pour into over time. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, just really just one. Yeah. Cause, um. even, 'Cause even at like my even all, all my you know, different jobs and stuff, like I don't really interact with adults that much. They mm. just don't. Like yeah. it was like kids and then two people and both those people were Christians. Mm. Um so maybe my next one. Let's see. Yeah. All right. That was a good one. I like that one. Uh-huh. Thank cool. you. Uh, this one better be as Oh, there's more. All right. Okay, no, uh, you don't have that
2: not that's okay. No, I do. I got some more. Don't worry. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Um I guess this could go to any one of you guys, but if we were to start uh, an apologetics course, where would you start? Mm. Ooh. You mean like at, at church? I was going to say in the basement? No. Church? Or like you know, uh, just location? <laughs> like if you were just to get a group of people who are interested yeah. in learning more about apologetics, I don't care where you're. Hint, going. Hint. Down here in the basement, yeah, hint, <laughs> hint. Uh, where would we start? Mm. Okay. That's cool. I,
3: I, go ahead. I I th- I think it goes back to our other comment. The even Paul makes it that I would start the resurrection because if you don't believe that and you don't know how to defend that, then what's the point? If Christ didn't rise from the dead, then our faith is faith is dead.
0: Yeah, I would probably. I don't know about where I'd start, but I know that it would be cool to just kind of do an umbrella over different types of apologetics. Mm-hmm. Like it, it'd be cool to have like a three week thing on the main counter arguments to science and how you can find the like biblical, not biblical, but like uh, the Christian perspective in those, in those arenas and do one on history, yeah, you know, and um, philosophy. Like I, I would, I don't know. I'd probably start with the, the, the biblical, like the expository apologetics and yeah. then go from there.
1: But, um it, So you'd de- you be leading it. So just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it would depend on the setting. So if you're talking about like a more, like if you're talking about like a basement setting, like a more intimate setting, mm. I would look. Like, I think I would like immediately the first time. Yo, we should get some mics and start one. <laughs> I, I think I would think <laughs> immediately throw it on a podcast. Would, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If not something that's going to get published, because then I wouldn't do this. But okay. if I was, you know, friends and we just, we're just down in a basement, like doing apologetics, I would um, I would go around and and literally do like uh. The first the first time I would do like role- like role play.
2: Yeah, shoot them with questions. Shoot them with way. questions. Yeah, and, absolutely.
1: Like, it, especially if if. If you are fairly versed in it, then you know how to. Mm -hmm. Then you would know how to catch people, and only the only reason why I would do that is to get them to immediately feel how much you actually need it, Mm -hmm. and don't know, and don't know, yeah, Mm -hmm. and and show why maybe perhaps, and this could not this doesn't necessarily mean a correlation, but maybe perhaps that's why you you and me too and like aren't evangelizing as much as you should be, yeah, because if you. You wouldn't if you if you thought somebody was gonna immediately have a response, you'd be like, uh you know, like yeah. you, why would you? So I would immediately get that to the first day would be like feel that need. And then I think I would go back and do it like through the biblical one, kind of like that boat he's talking about first. Because before anything, like they need to understand their Bible. Like they need to they need to know how it all correlates and a holistic view of the Bible and like almost kinda of like Jay Warner Wallace, like how like the New Testament writers like how are they writing and what are they writing and why was it so important to have eyewitness testimony and all these th- and, you know and things like that and, and because I feel like people have a I don't know people's concepts of it but I know what mine once was where it's like this weird concept of how one the New Testament's correlation to the Old Testament but then two like even how the New Testament came about mm-hmm. and like what was happening mm-hmm. and I would. It would depend on how long people wanted to do the course. <laughs> so, because yeah. I could do, I could do it. For, but like, I would. I think I would start there, and then I would start after the biblical one, like the uh, first Jewish roots. Um, I'm just uninterested in the science one, and it's just my personal I aspect. So, yeah, well, and I, I think so the science one is going to get back to what you're saying about the people. Mm-hmm. The science one is going to hit a lot of le- your level four people. Yeah. Like those are the ones that are, like staunch no matter what you say. They're always yeah. going to go back to like. Um, and at the end of the day, both. Both sides are a theory, yeah, so you have to be you have to be able to people the people that you're talking to have to understand that like it's like a court it's literally like a court case it's, it's a great book, but just, yeah. like it's really it's why he calls it that it is a cold it's happened two thousand years ago, so can you believe this beyond a reasonable doubt mm-hmm. like can you it's just you are never going to factually prove it it's so, a hard wall to break through I was,
0: I was like in terms of having them accept that it's a theory like the other side because like i was even talking to somebody today and they were like i teach this course um and we start two million years ago and then we we work our way up and it was history class and i was like oh like you have like record history class yeah (laughs) and then went two million years ago yeah they start with like homo sapiens and like the like homo sapiens whatever the things before that and then they say i don't know anything and then the wall scratchings and then they're like this is what we know from them and like so, like, hmm. even history class starts two million years ago. Um, and I'm not even bashing that. Whatever. I'm just saying that, like, it's, in, it's a sign that it's, it's so far ingrained into people by the yeah. time they're, like, 18, 20, 25 years old that, like, this is fact. This isn't a theory. You know? And so you're the whack job theorist, and I have the facts, you know? And even if they don't know the facts, but it's, like, well, the that's what idea am saying. That's so
1: then pushed. I think the big thing is that, like, you then put the burner proof on them. Yeah.
3: I, I, I think that's a, a great example that you're saying the the starting out, finding out like what you don't know and what you do know Mm -hmm. in that pressure situation. We talked about this, I think uh, this may have been over like six months ago, talking about like knowing what you believe just in, in yourself of, of scripture. And I think it it started with um, gospel fluency, like the idea of even asked from a Christian perspective, somebody who's another believer just asks you, Oh, why do you believe this certain theology? And if you have like no idea knowing why you believe that certain one?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's an indication that you you don't know, yeah, and, and can't reason
2: yeah.
3: um, to get to that theology. But I, I also this is from Vodi Bachman talking about like the starting out the historical Wait, and collection. What? What did you say his name was? Vodi Bachman.
0: Is that how you say? I it? it say it wrong.
3: Bachman. Is Baulkham. it Balkum? Yeah. Oh, I've been saying it I thought it wrong. you'd maybe say it I myself. have been saying it wrong first. Oh, okay. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> uh, his, uh, one we of did, us is wrong. We again. did uh, a Bible study. course. one in course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> lesson, one. lesson one, how do you say his name? <laughs> He's like
0: C.S. Lewis. Um,
3: Lewis? <laughs> J. Warren Wayless. <laughs> um, uh, he talks about uh, the Bible is a, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses hmm. during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Um, I have it written in like fragments. Uh, they report supernatural events that took place in the fulfillment of prophecy, and they claim that they are divine revelations, not of man. So it's the idea that, like, it's not just, like you're saying, it's not just one book that you can just read once and throw away. It's a collection of historical books. You are talking about 66 books, mm-hmm. uh, 40 authors, three continents. Witnesses. Uh, is, three continents? Mm-hmm. Two, is it three languages as well, right? Three,
2: three or four. Yeah, three, three or
3: four. Yeah, so it's... There's a lot that goes into studying mm-hmm. it. Yeah. As soon as you get that, then it's like, all right, now we can look in and dive into some of that other stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, at least even if you don't believe, okay, this is inspired by God. It's like, there's something different about this book. It's, yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, 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 you can bring somebody to understand like this book is different than Shakespeare. Yeah, you know, once mm-hmm. you when, just with those facts, anybody with any literary background at all. Um, and the reason, another reason why the science thing hasn't really like piqued my interest is because I was like drowned in it as a kid. Um, but also because I don't have a need for it with my circle of influence in life. Right. Yeah. If you were a college of biology, then you would Yeah. I've been surrounded by literary people for a long time. Um, so that's where my brain is gone, you know? Yeah. You've definitely talked
3: and have even done like sermons and stuff on the literacy of like the Bible and how there's like story arcs and stuff and how you can see it. And that just brings a perspective that I'm not into literacy that much yeah in you can not tell um, and <laughs> it just, it's, it's, it's good to get that that different perspective from somebody else who is like that's their bread and butter that they, they yeah. know that
0: yeah um, and everybody's got got their own thing and I, I believe that and I remember um, just like one of, not regrets but like one of the things um, we for the young adults group like at one point years ago we were trying to like introduce some of these like some apologetic topics and I remember um, somebody that was there was newer to the group um, and they just looked like either annoyed or um, discouraged. I couldn't tell what the face was, but their question at the end of the night was like, like, do I really need to know all this? Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not a smart guy. And like, if this is what you're like, what this is, like, I can't, like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, and I felt like it, that was our fault or my fault. in like portraying what it, the purpose was, you know, it's like any of this information you can have um, about the Bible, um, And it's apologetics or, like, apologetics in these other areas. Because that night was going over, like, creation of the universe theories and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, apologetics. And it was, like, some of it was a little bit, I guess, heavier. And it made them feel like if they didn't understand it, they weren't preparing themselves, you know. And they were, like, I I don't – I can't. Like, I just – I heard you and I know less than I did before. Um, And I I don't know. I just – I the answer I had afterwards, which I have now communicated to that person, is, like, it's a tool in your tool belt. Yeah. And if you feel like your tool belt doesn't have that shaped tool hole, yeah. then have a buddy who's got that tool. You know,
2: like you should be in fellowship with people who are. Yeah, I think that would be the whole point of the course. It would be like people who are interested in apologizing or evangelizing. Well, evangelizing might almost be a better word for it. You know, because like, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, because I I feel like now you're like you said, strengthening their wheelhouse. You're giving them more tools to like, hey, when you want to go talk to people about Christ. Uh, they might have these questions yeah these are the these are how you answer these questions like the science-based stuff that's more like i i don't know i almost just see that more in like debates and stuff like that not like i'm the same as you i've never come in contact with someone where they want to talk about all these deep scientifical things yeah it's because like, the average person also doesn't know the science end of it
1: true yeah. like unless yeah, you're like people. i'm saying like unless, right so it's like everyone's just repeating what they've heard said and and things like that yeah I mean, the, the example I'm thinking of is like every year we, uh,
0: for the soccer uh, team at the high school, like the kids would show up and, like, the very first day they come to training camp, which is when you run the two mile and then you run for like three hours, like, all these kids throw up and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's like the most dreaded day of the year. And some of the kids show up without cleats. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is the only piece of equipment you need for this sport. Um, or like, they're coming and they're 40 pounds more than they were last year and they have not run once and their thumbs are strong from video games you know what i mean like <laughs> like continue. they're doing nothing to prepare themselves and th- but at the same time they're excited i'm ready i'm ready coach it's like are you mm-hmm. <laughs> you look terrible <laughs> and you can't because you don't have pre- to go. You get your physical in you're, like you're an idiot um and like I, I feel like that's a lot of us when like we get fired up about evangelism or you know you get excited like i need to go talk
2: and you show up but you have nothing ready yeah. you have no yeah. tools you know um, funny story i didn't play high school f- soccer Cause I didn't bring my cleats the day. No I way, really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I ended up wrestling though. So okay. up, it, it was, it was worth it. Less equipment. Yeah, less uh, required. Yeah, yeah. 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 They provided the shoes.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was one kid that when I was a freshman, he's they called him. His name was Lance. They called him Sir Lance. So late, cause he would show up 15 <laughs> minutes, and every minute late was a lap around the field. So sometimes it'd be 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and he lived right next to the school. He just walk over real late every oh, day, no. um, and we got him quick. Yeah. like it was it was like a month in. he wasn't stopping and we were running every day so
2: you know it probably safer for him he probably would have <laughs> yeah. beat up eventually yeah or maybe that's why he quit I don't know. Um, I
0: but yeah. 30 laughs jeez yeah i mean it, yeah that's just the equivalent though i think we're yeah. talking about tools yeah, absolutely, and, yeah. and, and like the the spiritual armor getting ready yeah
1: and i think that's the reason that's why i asked you like what the, it would depend on like what the audience is if this is like an intimate group that wants to know about apologetics and you're in a basement, it's like, yeah. all right, then we're going to get into it. Yeah. If this is just like a survey, of apo- it's like, then you would just go, I would just go to like the basics of like, you know, and I'd probably be pessimistic about it too, assuming that nobody in the. No, the, you're never pessimistic. <laughs> assuming that no one's going to use these ever. You know, I'd be like, this is just like, they're just coming Yeah, to guys, this. listen up for a second. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, not pessimistic, <laughs> realistic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I definitely think like it would be. I I would probably go about it the same way. If it's a room full of uh, believers who want to, you know, add more tools, to it, I would sharpshoot with questions right away. That's a good and idea. And then yeah. start getting into, like, all right, hey, have you come across this scenario? Scenario-based training, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think yeah. that's what I would do.
1: And I would, like, I would bring it up, like every, um, like, every week. Yeah, and like so. Whoever I whoever's leading it would have to be like very. But I like I would go every weekend. Like that class, Dave.
0: I'm not going to that.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, and then that week, whatever you would like say, because there's so many. That's the thing about reasoning and apologetics. Is like, there's so many yeah, avenues scenarios. in yeah. that you you have to you would have to be able to defend. Um, if you're talking to somebody uh, a Muslim, you have to be or talking to a, if you went to a synagogue, talking yeah. to a Jew, if you came and like these these things happen mm-hmm. when you go out and your church does like outreach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you come across these people, like when we did Atlantic city, like you would come across these people all the time. Like and a that, lot of them were like on drugs. So you like, you came and follow their logic, but, but no, it's just that's a it good is. place no, yeah. good, you a good to place practice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if I mess up, they're not retaining I, anything anyway, but um, no, I'm just, I can't, you don't know the spirit, but what I'm saying is like, you would, you, that's where you come across a lot of variety of different uh, people when you go out and yeah. You know,
0: I, I think I said this before, but my, my um, brother was witnessing to this guy who owned um, a restaurant, and uh, the guy was inebriated, like, all the time, mm-hmm. and he got saved every night.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the owner
0: would walk in completely obliterated, and, and he my brother, was like, delivered food for them. So he'd sit there, and he'd wait for the food, and he'd start talking about <laughs> Jesus, and the guy would be like, yeah, and he'd pray with them and everything. And the next day, he would completely forget that he was saved. So I still, to this day, I don't know. He sobered up, but I don't know if he'd, he'd you know... Remembered any of? I I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't (laughs) know. Yeah, so I I think that's a good idea. And I, I, the only experience I have where I was put on the spotlight that actually was like effective because um, we did like this leadership training for discipleship five six years ago, and um, pastor led one of the nights, and um, he like asked me directly, and he was like doing the role play thing, and he was like, um, "I want to kill myself. Um, I'm going to do it tonight." Um, like how do we, you know, so then I started saying the things I know how to say from like teaching and stuff. And it's like, I'm not gonna let you alone. But then he like, wouldn't let it go and have any easy answer. I was like, oh, okay. I don't want to go to a hospital. If you tell me to go to a hospital, I'm going to do it before you can get there. You know, like, mm-hmm. and, um, but, uh, I just need you to stay with me. And then I was like, all right, I'll stay with you. I'm going to bring you home. But if you're going to tell me before I, you know, before you go, that you still want to, I got to bring you to the hospice. I'm not going to let, so he made it really hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, I didn't understand like the purposes of those questions. And then like two weeks later, he, there was somebody my age that was considering that, that he knew about that he's prepping me for, cause he oh, knew wow. it was going to come my way, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, wow. And, and so one thing that's interesting though, is like, if you're asking these questions, like ask questions that might be asked. You know, like, right. yeah. Saying, yeah, yeah, I know, exactly. but like, I, it's, yeah. it's important to know the culture. Like, I, what I would start, one of the questions I would ask is like, and I'm not causing a derision or division between us and Catholics because we have the same Jesus, mm-hmm. um, but in our culture, in our town, that is, you do have to have conversations about saints, idols, putting Jesus is, is his faith alone, mm-hmm. r- like sufficient for salvation or not. You know, right. those conversations can happen in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. That's an apologetic that will be immediately useful. Mm-hmm. You know, in our culture, um, so that would be one of the questions and. You know,
3: Okay, sorry, go. No, I'm thinking who has the the nine questions. Is it uh, is that Robbie Zachariah who has like the nine questions Not that people soon. ask? Okay, nine questions people and ask, the nine, the common like, questions
1: people ask. And it's like, I think it actually might be Frank Turk.
3: Is it Frank Turk? Okay, I couldn't remember who it was, but that's like oh, a good place no, to no, start.
1: Yeah, Robbie does have it's like, It's like ra- seven, he has like okay. he has seven the pillars, questions people the pillars, always ask,
0: right? No, okay. it's like every time he does a, a speech, the questions oh, afterwards is right, 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 always like right, yeah. the same yeah. five, seven, six, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I would, I would just start with this hey, here, these are the most common it's ones. It's always problem of evil. Like... What are the main
0: ones? Problem oh, of evil. Yeah. Moral, yeah, the moral reason, and then. Uh, well, like, we, like how does God allow suffering in the yeah. world? That's like probably always yeah, on that oh, list. That's the top one, yeah. Okay. Um, what are the other ones that would be main? Um, um, like it's along that same lines, like how is God good when he allows evil? Like that's, that's the, the main the, one that has to come up every single time. The
1: Trinity. There's a lot of yeah. questions about Trinity. Oh, like where did God come from? How, how did God get, how was God created? How, there's yeah. passionate
0: people everywhere. How do you know Christianity's the only yeah. true answer
2: yeah.
0: you know those are the probably ones that come up the most, so start with those, and then if you know, just ask them about their their friend <laughs> anyway um hopefully hopefully you don't have to ask the suicide questions uh, but those are like decent ones because i like i um well I know in uh, anyway that once in a while you'll have somebody flippantly use like the phrase in like public education, somebody says like oh, i'm going to kill my, if they say something like mm-hmm. that. You have to like follow up with it, mm. and that's like something I kind of people do flippantly say that mm-hmm. still. Yeah, um, and you have to follow up, like, even yeah. as a Christian, not that, but it's a public standard that's like should be required for a Christian yeah. as well. Yeah, you know, even if it's flippant, like, you don't know if they're gonna go home and those words are just sticking in their yeah. head, right? You know, um, and I've like lost a couple relationships with kids because they would say it real quick, and I just like go down the guidance, and, like, listen, they're going home right now, I didn't have a chance, like, it was the last period of the day, this happened last year, and like. This person, they said it. They were crying, but they just—they were laughed and they walked out at the end. Like they were fine when they left, but like they're getting on a bus. So you didn't grab them. So guidance runs out and grabs them, and then they're annoyed at me that I broke their confidence. But it's like, yeah. I'm not sleeping tonight. If you yeah, go home, you have to. So right. you have yeah, to. Yeah. You have to talk about
2: it. Yeah, we go through a lot of that training in the military. Yeah, like just being able to read uh, certain people if their attitudes are changing, and same thing. Like if somebody says something, whether you're joking or not, we I got to say something now. Yeah, to tell the higher ups like. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, of course, in the army, like, they're going to give you crap for it. Like, oh, like I mm-hmm. was oh, just kidding, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, when uh, at one point I was going to do – I only did one, so it's not like a big continuing thing, but he asked a pastor asked me to go with him to see someone in the hospital, and it was a, a good friend of mine that we went to go see. Um, and they were sick, and they were dying. And um, I, I asked, like, how do I prep for this? And he's like, just read Proverbs a couple times. Um and I was like, "That's a weird thing," but he's like, "He's like memorize two psalms that are sound nice and proverbs, like both of those things, the wisdom literature, are what people want when they're in tough times, mm-hmm. you know, and like that, that is in itself an apologetic towards the faith that, like, um, heaven when you're facing eternity."
2: I think we might have already hit on this a little bit, but what area of apologetics do you guys find most interesting? Ooh. So some examples of creation, resurrection, morality, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think
0: we've mentioned it already, but mine is, and I'm not an expert in it, by the way. It's just what's most convincing to me is just the literary aspect of the amount of authors, the amount of books, how fluent the whole book is together. Like that is enough argument alone for me to be like, there's something special about this book, um, and then second will be resurrection. But that's just because the book did it, right? It's just so it's so yeah. convincing.
3: I, I would say the prophetic part of it, like just finding all the prophecy in the Old Testament and finding how
0: it, nice, yeah, is fulfilled one. is
3: wild. There's so many.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I don't know what book it was in, but there was some fact like if there were five of the prophecies were tr- became uh, came true about Christ alone, like coming as mm-hmm. on a donkey and. Um, and where it was born and everything if five were true it's like covering the entire state of Texas in quarters like three feet deep yeah. mm-hmm. like the the odds of that oh, and wow. then picking one coin and it being mm-hmm. the, the correct coin um, so I was like mm. so that kind of stuff would be convincing if you play lottery I don't know <laughs> <laughs> how are you Joe?
1: Um, oh yeah, I guess mine would be a combination of both of those like the prophetic aspect of it and then also like the holistic aspect of it how, but, and they're kind of one and the same because through the prophecy you see how what God, the redemptive history, the, God's redemptive history from beginning to end, and how He's bringing everything into fruition. And uh, but that there's so many that so many things come with that. But the uh, that just generally like the prophecy, the historicity, the the holistic one thing that the Bible is pointing to from beginning to end. Um, all that, yeah.
3: I will say that was a little shaky, I will say, at the beginning, talking about—we've talked about this before, the, the canonicity of Scripture, and that, like, shook me a little bit. It's just like, oh, people actually—like, I hadn't thought about it for—I don't know, I was a young, young Christian. I didn't think, like, people had to decide which books were in the the collection of the Bible and which ones weren't. And it's like, okay, so there's these other writings out there and these other things. How did they know? And just, like, that took me for a yeah. couple weeks uh, trying to uh, wrestle with the fact that like somebody else had to decide at some point um, which books went where yeah and they used systems and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course yeah, like yeah there's there's Holy a lot Spirit of yes, it in yes, Holy Spirit yes yeah. Holy Spirit guided and there's huge councils about it so it's like it was reassuring afterwards but like the first initial thought
0: like realizing the
3: humanness yes mm-hmm.
0: involved in actually collecting the scriptures is like a little disarming when you yeah. first hear it you know yeah because you kind of I picture like some like cheesy science movie where like something breaks and then all the parts are vibrating are coming back together, you know, <laughs> yeah. like all the scrolls got pulled from yeah. all over Israel and then it just rolled up into a scroll. There you go. But it goes back a little bit to that, the idea of like
3: the creation or uh, people that saying uh, for evolution or whatever, like that is a theory. And so in some sense is this. So it's like the idea that I don't know where I'm going with this. I lost it already. <laughs> that's wild. That hasn't you had happened. Me. You had that has happened going. in a
0: while. I, I, I completely lost my thought. That's fine. When you catch, that's it, hard to know. do mid thought. It is. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think it's because you're thinking. You had like the next five sentences pre-written did. in your brain. I did,
3: <laughs> and then I forget the, the sentence I'm supposed to be saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably planning your.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're probably planning your next oh, text to Paul for man. next year.
3: I am. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, it's a year-long process of that text. It's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how you, you can like swipe the GPS to see like what turns you eventually got to make. Yeah. And then he forgets to. add for the, <laughs> yeah. ad for the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chat GPT, but like the, yeah, the yeah. latter half. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Yeah, I didn't realize how – anyway, I don't want to get down the road, but that, how much that's being used in like the professional world of oh, chat GPT. Yeah. They're using right. it to like yeah. write everything, from Every, blurbs yeah. on websites to like Every, interview questions. Yeah. Even, it's, somebody, I, wow. it's a nice tool. Like they were know? saying that it's just chat GPT talking back and forth. It,
3: it, it's yeah. chat GPT writing emails back and forth. It's chat GPT writing articles and yeah. then chat GPT reading the article and summarizing for people i was just like this is interesting that's yeah it's
0: a wild world we live in yeah i'm just struggling for like intelligence let alone artificial intelligence <laughs> um yeah i think i've i think i've give, i found allison's old apple watch yeah, and i oh think boy. i'm giving in it is convenient that's nice it is. I was like, I don't want anything to charge. I fought her for years. <laughs> oh, that's not what, I what? you
3: were going Oh, to you play mean it. like wearing <laughs> the, Like wearing one. I, I'll be honest, you're wearing it to, I honestly thought you've just always worn a wife. I've never have. I, I
0: fought it and I was like, this is so, like, so, like, I don't want to be attached, but like, I don't ever have to look at because I don't, I never respond that's, to text anyway. So it's just like, I just feel like I'm never on the phone. I just phone like then. look at it and I'm yeah. done and it's over instead yeah. of like when I'm talking to somebody, I mm-hmm. like have to pull it up and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool. Or if good I ever like feel like I'm going to get distracted on my phone, it's
3: just so much easier. It's like, all right, I read the message, I'm good. Or if I don't have my phone on me, like, right away. It's like, oh, it
0: wasn't that important. I catch myself,
2: like, not answering text messages all the time. Yeah, that's why I I I never answer
0: them anyway, though. So it doesn't affect, like, unless... You know, unless it's you guys, you know. Well, uh, I didn't even Sometimes, yeah, I say, yeah, even, <laughs> uh, but like for, you know, Allison, I but text, then if I, you
1: don't then if you don't answer Adam back, we'll be like, Cool talk, dude. <laughs> yeah uh-huh. they're, they're I never said I wasn't a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but for like, you know, when you have like talking to Vic, like she'll just like say something, you don't have to respond to it. Just like three fifteen. It's like a, that's the time I needed. Thanks. Like Yeah, no, I gotta respond. To oh you do? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: But can you like thumb it up?
2: What? Like just like thumb up like you got it. Oh like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. Oh, okay. not uh, on, okay. on, on can you do that on the watch? I don't, I don't know. know. I I just don't learned know. how to look at it. I don't, <laughs> it I don't know. I was totally against the watch for the longest time. I didn't want it, but uh, I was like, oh, they're gonna be tracking me everywhere I go. And I was like, I have my phone on me all the time. Yeah, the so I mean, not that I care, but yeah, I just and just too much and, then, and it's also, yeah, but then it's also like, and then also I like where are you going they're going track me to
1: go to church okay. yeah, I don't.
2: <laughs> don't
0: it's fine I'll let like Allison tracks me just because it helps we track each other but I, th- I don't want anybody else tracking me like my yeah. mom sends me a request once in a while because she just wants to know like in case something happens like what are you going to do <laughs> like what would if I'm in a car you're not the one that's going to pull me out of a car wreck <laughs> the ambulance please don't touch me you know, <laughs> if I'm upside down and mobile she's so, like I got this and if I'm kidnapped you're not Liam Neeson you know nothing's going to happen Um, yeah, I don't know how we got to that part, but, um, I know the Frank Turek, one of his, uh, kind of ventures, he went down at least a year ago when we were talking about this was like finding uh, the gospel in pop culture and movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he has this challenge where like every chapter is like a Marvel movie and like, you can, like, you can watch Top Gun, but try to find the gospel in it, you know, and I don't know. That, I think those types of apologetics are like, I don't know how many opportunities I'm going to have when somebody's like, yo, I just saw Top Gun. And I'm like, "Do you notice that Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah. was wearing a cross?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he saved a bunch of people. Um, so like I don't, And he flew. Like, he ascended. Yeah. I, I got. That, I, like, I was not interested. Like, I have, I have a lot of respect for Frank Thorpe, but, I, like, he lost me there. But
0: it seems like a parent project. He did it with his kid. Yeah, yeah. And it seemed like a passion project. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. I
2: don't know if that's his. I don't know if he. I don't I'd know. be surprised if that book sold, sold yeah. a lot. yeah. That's cool if if you're doing it with your kids or something like that. But if if I want to talk to you about Top Gun, like, I want to talk to you about Top Gun. That's That's (laughs) why I I brought it up. But But it's
3: interesting, though, uh, on the literary side of that, where so many stories just reflect exactly what the Bible said. Or there's there's so many that, like— Because stories. Yes, because it's stories. Yeah. Yeah. But I I just think that's wild. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, stories and stuff and finding the connections.
0: Yeah, like um, like the Joseph Campbell's like heroic six fifteen sixteen step journey of like oh, a hero you, hero circle. There's like you get a, find a mentor, like all those things. Like if you put that through the 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 ringer for the Bible, it's like oh my goodness, this is crazy. Um, and then you can find similarities to other stories and everything. But uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and that's why somebody like Jordan Peterson can do a whole lecture on Exodus, not even actually believing Jesus yet, because like the stories are really well, you know, the story, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Um, I like the yet in there. That's good.
3: Huh? I like the yet in there.
0: What? Not believe in Jesus yet. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I hope I hope he does. Yeah. I, I don't know. A lot, he often brings it to Jesus, though, a lot of times. He does. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him and um, Ben. They had, like, a, one of those round table things the other day. And it was, like, him, Ben, and God, David, um, the one who anyway, really? the, the, I think his name's Dave um he's the guy who uh anyway he had a round table thing and they they the they were doing an apologetic thing and and Ben was like attacking Jordan and Jordan was listening and he was just basically arguing that um like you don't basically that uh Christ didn't really add anything to the New Testament because he if he really is seen in the law and he be, if he fulfilled the law then the law is enough and like it was just basically saying that like everything you can know in the new testament you can find in the old testament and jordan's like yeah you know you've of course you can because it's one god and but it was interesting to hear them talk back and forth like a jew and a
1: non-christian yeah arguing for christianity right and i think that's another important reason why we have to understand like the different genres of scripture cuz like the gospels are their own genre of scripture they're that they're very different than the letters. Pauline letters, yeah, or apocalyptic like revelation, like they're the eyewitness accounts. Well, well that's well, yeah, correct. And, and what they're doing is they're literally just showing you how Jesus fulfilled it's an autobiography and a biography. It's a biography, which one's by yourself? Yeah, I don't know. It's you know, it's, it's a, it's a, they're just literally showing you <laughs> no idea. how this okay. man is the fulfillment of all the Old Testament prophecies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the point of the Gospels. Which is why they hit on it
0: from different angles because they're hitting different well, people. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Purposes. And
1: they're talking to different people. And then you get the Pauline letters, and that is like him answering, that, that is him doing apologetics, like him answering questions that are arisen from the, from the church and like how to deal with certain situations and this, this, and that. Like his theology does creep in there, but that's not his reason for writing the letters. It, it, he wasn't writing theological p- papers. He was, he was answering scenarios, situations based off his apostolic authority.
0: Yeah, and, and then and like you pointed out when we were reading through Acts that like from Acts one to nine there's fifteen year gap. Yeah. So when he's talking like when he gets to, to uh, seventeen, like when he's sitting with those people, it is like kind of beautiful that like I don't know, just seeing Paul and and what we talked about on Sunday where he he's preaching and then he sees um the lame man and he goes out of his way to to talk to him um and and heal him and just like the sensitivity that he has when he came from such a bold brash background of not caring about anybody Mm -hmm. he just had i have a mission i'm going to kill people who get in the way of that mission Mm -hmm. and now he's like i have a mission that i will sidestep anytime Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and that mission can redirect and like i'll sit and talk to these ethiopians and you know and these jews and these gentiles and i'll sit and reason with them he was stoics and what was the yeah um, it's just beautiful, though that, that flip, yeah, complete disregard for human life to complete regard for human life, mm-hmm. the power of the gospel.
1: Yeah, and, I don't, and and what I also think, like people don't, and maybe they do, maybe I'm just saying this, but like, I, it, like when, when Paul, all through Acts, all through <laughs> most of the uh, all most of Scripture right, in the New Testament, when, when they when Paul says things like search the Scriptures and X, Y, and Z, he's talking about the Old Testament. He's not talking about the New Testament. That's not to say the New Testament's not inspired. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is he is specifically talking about the Old Testament. That is how you will know, not any New Testament I'm writing, how you know not, yeah. that Jesus is the Messiah is based off of the Old Testament. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For the first because he's talking to Jews. Well, yeah. Well, no, even when he's talking to Gentiles. When he says the Bereans, and when he's talking to like when he's talking, when he's talking to Gentiles, he's saying search the scriptures. And you'll see fulfilled prophecy. And yeah, he he can't. Tell the brains to search the New Testament because it wasn't written yet. The only yeah, ones you could have would have exactly.
3: been a few of the Gospels, like at that point of time. Yeah, not, and at even, that point, then, not even they yeah. would have all been
2: circulated to them. So it's like, yeah, rare. We was able to talk to them about you know what they know, which I thought was crazy about Sunday's service where Pastor Vince like started talking about. Um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing blank right now. Jacob mm-hmm. going to talk to the uh, the men with the sheep at the well right? Mm -hmm. He knows sheep and he knows the the well. So he was able to go up to them boldly and talk to them with confidence and just be able to, that was like his segue in to talking to them and, um, being able to relate to them, which I thought like that was, it was just crazy hearing and talk about that. And we're like, Oh, we got an episode coming up on apologetics. And like, I was like, man, that's like an excellent way just to get into the conversation, just find common ground and be able to talk to them. I thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah, and I think I've heard um, – I haven't heard his uh, sermon where he does this, but um, shout out to Pastor Parisi over at Victory Bible. Like I hear um, a lot of people his age, like in the middle of his sermons, like if he hears like – if he sang something and there's like a line from a po- really popular song that he grew up with, he'll just kind of take a second just like sing part of that song and everybody gets like <laughs> real excited because it's like, oh, he was alive when that song came out and so was I. And like we had this common ground and yeah, it's like yeah. exciting and then yeah. they remember it and like it makes everybody on the same playing field and it's just like a way into people's hearts. Yeah. I, it's, it sounds so silly, but yeah. um, from the two people that I've talked to, where they're like, oh, dude, he always brings in like my favorite, like he, he always mentions this one song. I love that song. And they, they get so excited, but they also remember the points before and after, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's yeah. just like a, a, as a pastor, it's hard to make those connections because you're talking to such a varied audience where you have like a 16 year old punk, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you have like a 55 year old dude who thinks he knows it all. Um, and you're trying to hit that balance. Um, you can kind of find your way in in some of those. Mm-hmm we're definitely like three topics
3: deeper but uh biography is written <laughs> to somebody else's uh, perspective it's so a third person and then uh yeah. autobiography is first person so the why is auto here,
0: first what like yeah, what, why is that prefix
3: mean, I I don't know my. automobile uh, that mean could be anybody's car yeah so she was an artist would be a biography and then an autobiography would be i am an artist and another thing i was researching is memoirs are like people's journals or diaries and stuff and it doesn't necessarily have to be Posted by or uh, written from that person. Like, they don't have to publish them. It could be a family member or some so other like person. Like Anne Frank? Yes, like Anne
0: Frank. Those would be memoirs. R.I.P. Gone, yeah. oh, but I forgot. Yeah. Never forgotten. When <laughs> I, mean, I really, Anne Frank, I think of um, uh, Freedom Writers. Do, do you remember Freedom Writers? I've uh, seen it in 1900 remember. times. Oh, because um, I English teacher. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pillar yeah. Hilary Yeah. Because the girl was all into it because it was like the, – the, they were like the gang life and they were yeah. making comparisons and then she got to the end and she – she died and she like walked in and was like, I hate this book. Yeah, like yeah, she, yeah. she didn't make it. Um Yeah, that if you if you if you're in education, you've seen that movie a hundred times. Mm. That and um what's the Robin Williams one? Oh Captain My Captain.
1: Oh, um uh, uh Deadpool uh, Society. Deadpool Society, yeah.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen that one. No, so you haven't sure. seen that one? No. That one's like what you want school to be.
2: (laughs) Like, I don't know how else
0: to describe it. Like, as a, as a teacher, like he has free autonomy to like basically do anything he wants in the classroom. Okay. So it makes kids stand on their desk and like all all the stuff that you think of classical education, you know? Um, now it's just like kids hunched over Chromebooks and you know, (laughs) that's not good
2: learning. No, dude. Oh, no, they're not coding. That's crazy to me now. So that's, that's what they do at school. Now everybody's on laptops and stuff. And Well,
0: even, I mean, uh, divulged too much, but like even, uh, I'm getting training now on how to flip. So 10 years ago, it was like everybody – if you walked down the hallway and you were an administrator, like a principal, and you heard dead silence, you didn't hear any peep, you'd be like, man, it's a good day. Like the teachers are doing what they should do. They're instructing. The kids are listening. Now it's the complete opposite because they can't get the kids engaged away from their phone. So if a teachers up front, they're not listening. They won't. So now it's the only way to get them engaged is to to take – the devices and limit them, and then put them in small groups, and then base off ability. So you're like, all right, take the you give it an assessment. The kids who get the most amount of information, you put them in a group, and then you give them a specific assignment to the smart kids in that in that area, and then you break it up because the teacher is no longer able to lecture. Like, hmm. so they want the 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 now when you assess a hallway when you walk down it, if you hear loud talking, laughing, that's the sign of learning. Hmm. You know, so it's interesting, like you used to, that's yeah, changed from when yeah, we were kids. Yeah. If it was dead silent, man, that teacher's good. They're all quiet, they're all listening. Now, in order for them to learn, they have to be engaged because they have to be away from the phone. So, like, yeah, yeah, when you hear laughter, you hear yelling, that's good. Um, so it's, it's just, you have to adapt to the culture, just yeah. like, you know, we have to adapt to the culture of Christians. Mm-hmm. It's like when you want to educate and talk to kids, you, you got to get them moving. But anyway, just interesting how fast everything changes. Yeah. You think like what the first iPhone was to the one we have now. And, like, how much the world has changed
2: around that since. It's just crazy. I remember I got a BlackBerry. And I was, like, upset that I got the BlackBerry. I didn't want the BlackBerry. Really? Yeah, my parents got it for me for Christmas. What did you want and instead? I wanted the – you guys remember the LG chocolate? That thing you could, like, slide up? And you had <laughs> oh, yeah. the T9. I don't yeah. remember that specific is, one. Is that, that the one that twisted, right? No, that, one, that was, like, a newer one. That was the new one? Okay, it just up. slid straight up. Yeah, you could T9. Well, texting I, t- I used T9. on the, I, Mine was the NV2. That was my first phone i don't even remember when my first i used to
1: get yeah, like the free I mean, up, I update my well, mine just had no key it was like we had snake on it yeah yeah snake was
0: the game samsung, back samsung i feel like i'll get a weird samsung chocolate no lg, LG chocolate lg chocolate yeah be it
2: careful, sounds like a man. rapper
0: name it's probably like 400 dollars now for that phone i was
3: uh, it was a, okay. a similar thing it Had t9 on the front though and the slide up was the full keyboard can't tell yeah. us yeah. too
0: much because yeah. it'll just locate our audio but is this what you're talking about
2: that's it right there yeah yeah
0: Did that bring you nostalgia
2: yeah yeah, you could definitely text in class and stuff and they didn't even know. You're just T nine. Easy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think N V two was Samsung as well. Yeah, this was the one I'm talking about. It
2: like flipped to a keyboard okay. if you needed it. But T nine like was the only one I used on the front. This one. Of. But you're talking about the one that could like slide all the way over, right? No, yeah, that's, that's the exact one. It just slides yes. up. Yes. Yeah, that's this that's my best. jam, man. The first I, one I loved I this one. Well, I mean, other than it, like using my parents' It's crazy how advanced the phones have gotten? I know. It's just insane.
0: I The, the reason I like this one, well, it's because it's I had finally, this one I like was texting my now wife on. So I finally had someone to actually text a lot, so I used it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got a phone like my, in my junior year, you know, and then we met my senior year. So it was like I had like three friends and then I had her. So it was like that was it. Um. <laughs> So there there was like 30,000 texts in on this. (laughs) Some of the misconceptions about apologetics we've kind of put to the, the um, wayside, or that it's logicking people to, to salvation, right? That that's not at all what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Breaking down barrier, like breaking down barriers in order to give them f- seed on fertile ground, so that the gospel takes root. You know, um, and what are the misconceptions? that like you you don't just like you're doing a disservice if you only use um, the Bible to like expository apologetics. Are you doing a disservice when making that statement if you only learn that sort of defense?
2: Uh, I think if you're talking to like a type four, okay, m- maybe, maybe I mean, they don't believe in the book that you're talking about, so yeah. yeah, I don't
0: know. I like those types, by the way. That was a cool anecdote at the beginning, yeah.
2: It's on YouTube. I'll send it to you. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so you should have
0: said you came up with it. I don't
2: know. I I've, I've, I feel like it'd be like if
0: I need you to make a strong statement so we can revisit this in a year and see if we've grown. You know? Okay.
1: Is it stupid to think that you? No, only I f- I, no, I feel like it would be like if you asked me the definition and I gave I used the word that you're asking the definition of in the definition. It's like well you don't you said understand, understand that the word, word definition too much and I lost you. <laughs> if you ask me the definition of uh, fruit. Fruit. But I used fruit in the definition to explain it to you. Okay. Oh, so I like, you can't use that word. That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Yeah. Like, like you know that. what I mean? That does, that analogy doesn't really land, but you get what I'm saying. Like, Have you ever seen the
0: debate, the, the fake debate between Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert about the Bible? Mm-mm. It's like a Comedy Central skit, but, like, Stephen Steve Carell plays the Christian, and he's just like, we know the Bible is true because the Bible says the Bible is true, and the Bible says the Bible is true, and the Bible says the Bible is true, and he's, like... Yeah, yeah. But that's the caricature of Christians. They just say, like, they shake the book and, like... Yeah. But then again, I think that's there's more nuanced defense than the Bible says the Bible is true because the Bible says the Bible is true.
1: So I think you can... And that's... What we're arguing for yeah the more nuanced because anybody can say that somebody could be like the quran is true because it says it's true they all say they're true yeah it's like <laughs> which one if they don't <laughs> you're a Scientologist. the explanation of why one is is apologetics yeah that's so that's to me what doesn't make sense like
0: yeah yeah i agree um
1: what so do you think you can name
0: any other of the top seven most uh asked questions um about apologetics
1: um, I top mean, seven—definitely
2: a the, random number. One in top ten.
0: I think. I think he said it though. Like, there's oh. always.
1: Um, try to find it. Cool. On if God created everything, who created God? Why suffering? Yeah. Um. I mean, I think that would be vague. Like, how do you know the Bible's true? Okay. Why? Why is there?
3: Like the um. Why can't I make it to heaven if I'm not
2: good enough? Are you? Mm. Did you... Are you asking us? Or are you? Yes, <laughs> I, I'm asking. Yes. Are you, are this you this looking for something? some specific or? And you just googled the top apologetic yeah, questions, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I, just okay. Started, I You're going. You're looking for the actual seven. I just
3: started.
0: No, that's okay. This. You brought it up. So Where I'm did God come to... from? <laughs> uh, These are like Addie's questions. Like. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, it's a big one. Oh, this is the one I we forget about. The Bible is full of contradictions. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Yeah, and how can God be loving and send somebody to hell? Mm. All right,
0: let's so let me. So this is one that this is a real basic question and answer for for um, uh, biblical apologetics. Like if I were like Cole, yes, you ready? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. There are because already talks about this one. You probably even heard his response. We'll see how okay. you do. we'll see. So Cole, we're sitting on a bus next to each other. All right, and you see me read my Bible. Yeah, and you ask. No, let's flip it. I was gonna say. I well, see what you reading your asking? Bible, and okay. I'm like, hey, Cole. Or a random stranger that I don't know yet. Why? Why do you read the Bible? Like, there's there's hundreds of translations. How do you know which one's right? And like, there are some that are very different from each other. And like, how how can we trust that it hasn't changed over the thousands of years it was written? Like, what do we know? Like, why would you even trust that thing? It's, it's just a, basically it's been updated so many times it probably doesn't have its original meaning.
3: Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but it has the most number of manuscripts than any other literature in the world. I think it's 60,000 manuscripts in different languages. So how does 60, that, what it, is it 60,000? Like 10, 10,000.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, I don't know why his friend's talking. Well, what, what <laughs> oh, I'm just Talk to my, my <laughs> like, how, how does that verify like that? So we believe that,
3: um, is it Aristotle had his writings and, uh, that his are true and he's a real person, but at the same time we have less writings of his and manuscripts mm. of his writings and they were written down much later than the Bible's manuscripts and writings that we have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good answer. I, like I just, I remember the because the uh, is, it, is it Robbie or Rhodey, Like they set up the same scenario basically. Mm-hmm. And he um, gives like the, the answer, which I may in some way touch on that too, but it's, he's like, that would make sense as an argument for why the Bible's not true. If you had Greek and then it was translated to one thing and to the next thing and to the next thing into mm-hmm. the next thing. He's like, but we have Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic, and then that's translated into this thing, and then you go back to the original and that's translated into this mm-hmm. thing. And he's like, So we have hundreds of translations back to fr- the original from the most original ones we have. And all of the translations are very similar. So the fact that there's so many and they're only slightly varied and they all go back to the source makes it more verified than you think that they're all just like whisper down the lane. You what know? I should
3: have done is first put it back on you and say, what do you mean by translations and such? Because mm. I actually did get tripped up. I was like, what do you mean translation? Yeah. Like different versions of like new King James version, uh, NIV like that kind of thing. Cause then that's how you translate the Bible gets how you like you're whether you're doing it word for word or the, uh, the idea of the sentence, like structure and
0: phrase. Mm. You flip it back. It's like what I think you're actually referring to is is Greek mythology because that is whispered down the lane. That was written and recorded by we think a blind dude named Homer. That was recorded ten genera he recorded ten generations after it was originally said. So that is twisted, and we don't know if it's accurate to the original. Um, and we actually see an act that Paul says he's you know ne- negates the Greek mythology and and you know because he's holding on to a much more truer word, and that's what we're refer- you know so like I I think. Um, just something like that, though. When somebody, I remember when I originally watched that video. I know that there are answers to that, and I had some, but they weren't nearly as good as the one that he said. And like, I was like, dang! Like, I would have froze. Like, I just, I know answers, mm-hmm. but in that moment, hearing it, I, my, I went white. Like, I, like, I was like, dang. Like he just beat it. Like he just
1: <laughs>
0: Leave me alone. He won. I'm my Bible. I, I'm an atheist. No, but like he just, I don't know. I just panicked. And then when he said it, I was like, dude, that's such a clear, concise answer. So it goes back to Vody's original thing where it's like being able to communicate is really important because I've heard a bunch of different answers and like people with all, you know, really high vocabulary explaining things and they have done me no good.
3: And remembering it is the important part. Because I have definitely heard a lot of apologetics. Remembering is another thing. Yeah. Which goes back to not only studying your scripture for, like, devotion and studying things, but then constantly going over it. Because I, you can go over it once, not necessarily going to remember it.
0: Yeah. Just like you forgot to put the timestamps down for this episode. Oh, no, no, no.
3: Uh... They are all down there. Don't don't oh, you worry. Okay. I got them. I'm all, all right, I'm, multitasking. I'm multitasking. Multitasking. I am looking things up, answering questions, and writing timestamps. I'm doing a lot this week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why your shirt's off, but well, <laughs> um, I mean, I heard the million dollars was you know in the running, so you know, I just,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 he hasn't breathed in three minutes. Um, yeah. So, I don't. Uh, there
1: anything else you want to add to like the the conversation about apologetics? For- uh, well, I was going to ask you, what do you think? What do you think is um. What do you think evangelical Christians are missing the most? Like, what do you think is the most needed thing?
0: In, poly- in defense of the faith, you mean? Or just in general?
1: Just in general. Because, you know, going back to, he was like, well, it, should it even be apologized for evangelism? Or is it Bible study? In
2: ge- like, what, what do you think we're missing?
1: If anything at all. Maybe, uh, maybe we're nailing it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um,
2: I could be way off on this. But I think boldness. Really. That's what I was gonna say, yeah, just uh, if we're, if we're both off of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. then at least we're both right, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, just being bold, um you know, we're called to to sow seeds, and uh we need to do that, and if you i guess uh, the the reason I have such an interest for this is like I you know, just starting in a small circle, I love my parents, I love my family, I love um uh, my friends and family, like I love them so much that I want them to know salvation. So I try to be bold any chance I get to tell them about salvation. And apol like I get asked a lot of questions. So I, that's why I'm so interested in apologetics, because I want to be able to answer those questions mm-hmm. in a way that they can comprehend it and they can understand it. And hopefully, you know, God willing, you know, we just sow seeds, they you know, mm-hmm. the, um the Holy Spirit, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh Draws all men? Yes, there you go. Um, well, that's the most pure approach to apologetics possible. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about Christ and the gospel with people, so I need to prepare myself. Yeah. I just want to know answers that they have. That's, yeah. uh But yeah, for what we're missing, and, and, and again, some people aren't missing that. Some people are very bold, and for those people that are very bold, they might just be missing uh, the little tools that they need to answer specific questions. And... I mean. Yeah,
0: I think um, some of the things. If you're just looking for the, if you're looking at First Peter three fifteen and like the parts of that that you could be missing the boldness, you could be missing the answer, and you could be missing the grace and truth, mm-hmm. the grace, like yeah, the mm-hmm. grace and love. What's the phrase at the end? But uh, do so meekness with meekness, and, meekness fear. and fear. If you could be missing that as well, yeah. like the the humility going into the
2: conversation. Oh yeah, I know somebody who's who's great at he's very very bold. <laughs> <Cool>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, um, he was about to say no. no. Uh, uh, f- uh, one of my wife's family members, very very bold, and he he does not have meekness. Like, he's yeah. What? Do I have the same name as him? Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would know. Uh so he was actually uh, talking to one of my neighbors and they said uh, I'm Catholic and he responded, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, so I, oh, I'm yeah. like, You can't say that. You like that's not like you just build yeah. Yeah. Um but I mean he has the boldness to like diagnosis. <laughs> sorry for your life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he definitely has the boldness, he will talk to anybody. And if I I've yeah, I'm not downplaying him while I've learned so much from him. Um and uh, it's just we can learn from each other. I'm, I'm a little more, you know, in the military we call it tactful. Like you gotta know who you're talking to and yeah. talk with grace, seasoned with salt. Yeah, like, seasoned. Um, that. Yeah.
1: I think that I. It's weird when you like put different. Uh, somebody who does apologetics. What's that called? Apologist. Apologist. Yeah. Apologist, yeah. I had to look that like, up. By like, the way. <laughs> um, People that apologize apologists. a lot. Yeah. Um, like they all have. They all have different. Things that they bring to the table, and I think the grace and meekness—at um, least from what I've seen—like I think the person who does that the best is Jeff you, Jeff Durbin. You ever watch Jeff Durbin? I don't think so. Okay, he 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 talks to he does well, he's everywhere, but he like um, from like talking to Congress and changing laws to being on the street talking to Jehovah Witnesses to like he has podcasts. He pastors a church, but um, his ability to. No matter where he's at, whether he's at an abortion clinic or outside of a, a Mormon uh, church or outside of a, you're talking to Jehovah, no matter what he's doing, he's like so graceful and patient with them. And, and in the middle of it, you're constantly reminding them, like, listen, like, like loving, and so you could leave, feel the love in him yeah. when he's saying it. And it's like, he's got, he's definitely, well, he's got the whole thing down, but he's very good at that. Where, you know, Frank Turk, if you're watching Frank Turk, like, he can get heated. Yeah, he can get yeah. pretty like back and forth. Does like, he? Yeah. yeah, well, he does – I mean, he's, like, literally going to schools, standing on a stage, yeah. giving a presentation, and then
2: – Yeah, literally. And then open up – debates, yeah. Yeah,
1: he's, like, opening up a question, uh, question session. And people are attacking Pe- him. Yeah, people are going back. He's, like, yeah, where Jeff Durbin's more, like, on the street one-on-one. He does get the people, like, yelling in and stuff constantly, but he can, like, hone in on that one person and, like, never stray from that, and, like, he's he's very good at it. i got to see what he looks like because I've seen a couple clips of somebody who's doing that in the street, and it might
0: be this – right remember,
1: remember that one um, – Remember that one time you you, you you typed in The most controversial sermon Yeah it, It's him Okay He brought up the the person that <laughs> Oh that's Jeff Turbin Okay
0: gotcha Okay That was years ago I don't remember what yeah. he looked like
1: Red beard
3: Oh yeah I, I, You
0: know Oh okay yeah. That's not the dude I was thinking of my brain But I have seen him two yeah, clicks he's too phenomenal. slow. Huh I said I was two clicks too slow Yeah he got yeah. Jeff's turban <laughs> I, I have
3: seen him
1: Yeah He's so good mmm
0: yeah, so uh, the, one of my favorite jokes by Chad Daniels is a comedian. It's like it's his opening line is he's like, uh, <laughs> um, my wife is – he's like, my wife is a PhD and she's, she's got a doctorate. Um, and, um, and he's like, she thinks she's the smartest person in the world, but I keep telling her, you know a lot about one thing. Mm. Like you don't know everything about everything. Mm. And I think that like that sentiment though is the humility of like you don't know everything. Yeah. And you got – at some point like you're not go- – your job is not to carry their salvation on your shoulders with mm. your knowledge. So that weight should like be freeing while you study, you know, and learn. Yeah. Um, for like God, I want to learn as much as possible, have as many tools in my tool belt. But if you don't call me to use those tools, or you, you know, you may you may run out and like you may not have the correct tools, and it may not be your fault. Like they just might you might meet like an expert in something and may not be able to make any. But like their seeds, I mean, pray that God used. Mm-hmm. They saw an authentic person try, you know, yeah. and not lose their cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. all those things that are like the grace and truth and humility and meekness it could be a seed in itself. Absolutely. You know? Um yeah it's it, it is uh, all, i think the fact that we're having such a hard time like saying like i'm i'm discussing with these people all the time is like is a testament to our culture again like i keep going back to Paul Cali cuz it really stuck out to me the whole t- um like relationship versus tasks thing Now, i read the bible like through that lens and cool. seeing like how like that lens helps so like how how they balance that differently i think people are so starved for relationships here that um you're not going to have the, like the, at least I'm not going to have the opportunity to to do an apologetics, like class for people or like where they're going to be shouting at me on stage or, you know, mm-hmm. like, but, a, yeah. but I, people are star for relationships and that alone itself is a, def, you know, it's going to open up doors and it might yield fruit just building those relationships with people who have opposite perspectives. The only opportunity, I I think I, you heard me talk about this on Saturday, but there was like, um, one man. Who I worked with, who was is the only person I know who is completely against Christianity, like hates it. Whenever he brings it up, he harasses him, like and he does it with the funny, It's to the point where like the, uh, uh, someone I know like cursed him out because he ticked him off so bad. Like if he just says like, "Oh, I follow Jesus," like I'll oh, screw that guy, and he just like he really goes hard. It's just just to offend you, and like he found that he's like, "Oh, you're a Christian." After I'd known him for like a month, and he's like, "Let's grab some drinks and talk,"
3: hmm.
0: and it was like a stern thing. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. I do not want to go to a bar and wait till you're inebriated and then be assaulted, you know, yeah. but I'll, I'll get to know you here. And like, I, there's a certain discernment that I can have with you, you know, and like, mm. it's like you want know, to ask anything, we'll talk about it here. We'll walk around, you know, wherever we work together and have conversations, but like, you're setting up a battleground that I'm not here to fight. Yeah. Ooh. You know, um, so that discernment too does help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but all right, Dave, how long do you think we've been on? You ha- have you looked at your phone yet? No. All right, you haven't cheated? Take a oh, guess. Oh, now
2: he looked oh, at I looked at it. <sighs> Dang it, sorry.
0: No, it's okay. Hour and a half. That, fl- that flew by. Yeah, it yeah. really did. Um, so thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I know Thank you got you a, a busy schedule, and I'm just glad you're in the country for the current yeah. time. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right. You've been Encountered. Thank you so much for tuning into the Encounter podcast and being part of the Encounter community. We treat this podcast as a ministry. We pray for it. We pray for our listeners. And we pray that the guests and the information and the gospel that we share on this channel and this media platform are always and only glorifying to Christ and Christ alone. And while we do that, guys, our podcast sometimes spans one to three hours. So if you hear anything that you disagree with while we are speaking, which is highly likely, be Berean Christians, you have a few options. The first one would be to take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. The second one would be to know that your and our authority should be and always be the scripture so before you take anything at our word please open the pages of your bible read them and find out what absolute truth looks like find it. And then the next step would be to reach out to us. And we would love to learn from our listeners um, as you are listening through a one-way communication to about our podcast. So please reach out to us with questions, concerns. We want to be held accountable. We want to have conversations. We want to see actual growth, but first take a deep breath. Second, open your Bible and three, give us a shout out. Have a blessed week.